0: Welcome to the Sensual Feminine Life Podcast. I am your host, Jen Begaiski, where I will take you on a deep dive into your own life so that hidden, hurting parts of your soul can be healed. This is a podcast about love, sex, pleasure, and relationships. You will learn how to feel safe, to truly love and connect with your body, surrender to the desires and hungers of your soul, and step into the beautiful, sensual, feminine, sexy and powerful woman you were created to be. I believe deeply in my soul that sexuality is the missing key in personal growth and development. It is time to toss away all of the nonsense you have been taught about these taboo topics and heal your relationship to your sexuality. You can eliminate shame and guilt, own your sexy confidence, feel incredible in your skin, embrace the depths of exquisite pleasure and have the deeply connected relationships you truly desire. Grab your cozy socks Pour yourself a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Jen Bageisky, and welcome to the next episode of the Sensual Feminine Life podcast. And today, I was inspired to share with you some of the most recent experiences and integration from my Costa Rica trip. If any of you have been following me, you will see that I just spent the most amazing week in Costa Rica with Mama Gina and about 50 other women as we are working through her pleasure certification program. And let me tell you, this work is truly and unbelievably amazing. It is even more powerful than you could ever have imagined. But what I'm here to talk about today is my own story. And if any of you have had a conversation with me in the past, or you have read any of my books, you will know that I am very open about my journey. I share the depths of myself and my vulnerability, not just the happy, pleasurable, and orgasmic times, right? But also the anger, the pain, and the sadness. And while I have been very open about my sexual abuse experience, um, if those of you that don't know, um, I was sexually abused by my grandfather as a little girl. And as a teenager, I was date raped and pregnant at 16 and had a miscarriage and have spent many years of my adult life in working through the healing of those traumas and those experiences. And because I started this work about a decade ago, my goal was to heal my sexuality. And what was getting in the way of me not thinking that I was beautiful, sexy, and gorgeous as a woman? Right? Like I really, really wanted, I longed for, I desired to feel sexy, to be sexy. Whatever that version was for me, right? Whatever the version is for you, right? We all want to be, we hunger to be that woman. And I had done so much healing work in this arena and have held sacred space for so many women in this area. And what I found this weekend was that there was yet another layer. And what I find fascinating about this work is just when we think that we have conquered something or owned something, that there is something else that is there waiting for us. And there was one day on the trip, actually the last day, when this sadness started to arise. And some of you may be thinking, well, shoot, like, you know, I want to go on an, an experience so that I feel this pleasure, this turn on, this aliveness, right? And was that there? Absolutely. And yet, the whole of who we are is our lightness and our darkness. It's about accepting and embracing all of who we are, whether they were mistakes that we made in the past or whether they are wounds or traumas or other experiences It is about integrating those into our life so that they no longer control us or own who we are. And when I started feeling this sadness, I didn't know what was going to unfold. But as I reflected, this sadness has been the greatest gift because what showed up was my sadness, not around the experience that I had from the abuse, but it was my sadness around sisterhood. And does anybody relate to this, right? Have you ever had thoughts of not fitting in, being left out, or not being good enough, right? I'm sure the list goes on. And as I started feeling into this, some of the first thoughts that came to my head were I was an only child and didn't have a sister. Most of my childhood friends were boys or the guy I was dating. I didn't fit into the cliques in high school. I wasn't good enough to be accepted in a sorority. I didn't believe that I was beautiful and sexy and was ashamed of my imperfect body. I buried my desires and exploration of my sexuality for fear of being judged or condemned. I married a man to protect me from the parts of me I didn't want to see. I felt alone in my journey and didn't have anyone to turn to for support. So what does any normal girl do? You bury it. I didn't think any of these things mattered at the time. After I found out I was pregnant and had a miscarriage, um, I felt like I was able to go on with my life because I no longer had to deal with that issue, right? My parents didn't need to know. Nobody needed to know. It was something that could be buried. And what I didn't realize was that I started making decisions out of shame and guilt rather than from love and abundance. And I had to keep making decisions to protect that story of the armor that I had built. And over the years, I have gone through the forgiveness practice of forgiving my little girl, forgiving the teenage part of me, forgiving the... Woman in me, early on in my marriage, forgiving the mom in me, forgiving the woman woman in me now, and and I got a list I could read off to you. Um, And as I started looking at those walls that were crumbling down, you know, I let go of things like forgiving my grandfather. Right, for his inappropriate actions, for trying to sh- tell me that this was love and for making me confused about love and relationships for years. right? I forgave my parents for not knowing and being unable to protect me. Right? forgave my little girl for not speaking up, for being curious about pleasure, for not loving myself, not trusting myself, not honoring myself. I even forgave a previous boyfriend for breaking up with me for not having sex with him and then becoming promiscuous and curious because of that. And then forgave myself for that. Forgave my ex-boyfriend for not listening to my no and respecting me. And then I went through the series of forgiving myself For saying no, but letting it happen anyway. For not wanting to have a baby at 16. For forgiving myself that I wished the baby dead. I forgave myself for beating myself up for being in this position. For not going to the doctor after the miscarriage happened. For making my intentions and decisions wrong at that age. For saying, I didn't know how to be a girl. For vowing, I would never have daughters in fear of screwing them up. These are some of the highlights. But what really came through for me in the last 48 hours was another layer of the story and it was all related to sisterhood and female role models and i believe it's one of the reasons that i feel so strongly that Group programs and sisterhood are a way, are the way to our healing and our growth and development. We can absolutely do one-on-one coaching, which I thoroughly believe in as well. But the power of sisterhood, the power of hearing someone else's story, seeing someone else's story, Witnessing and being witnessed is more powerful than you can ever know. And what I realized was that I needed to forgive my family for not having any female role models that I could talk with when I went through this experience as a teenager. To forgive my grandmother for allowing it to happen, it's like, how could she not know? This is not something that just happened to me. This is generational. This is ancestral. needed to forgive my ancestors for generations of trauma continuing to happen. We know that hurt people hurt people. So if my grandfather was hurt by someone else, he didn't know how to process it. So he ended up hurting other people. The process. I needed to forgive my other ancestors for not knowing how to stop the madness, for maybe knowing it was going on, but not knowing what to do because they were hurt themselves. They didn't know how. I saw it happening right in front of them but didn't know how to change it. And then I had to look at how I looked at women and sisters and and females in my life. And there were so many times I felt like I was ignored or not chosen. I had people telling me that I didn't fit in. I wasn't good enough to be in that sorority. I was literally told that. I was not praised or acknowledged for something that I thought I should have been praised or acknowledged for. And this pattern continued over and over again. This ancestral pattern that I needed to forgive the mean girls for ignoring me and not choosing me. I needed to forgive the mean girls for telling me I didn't fit in. I needed to forgive the mean girls. For not praising or acknowledging me. For they did not know any other way to be. They were hurt themselves. And their actions were a reflection back to me. That I needed to heal this additional peace in me. Now, this was not a specific pain about the actual abuse itself. But it was about the generational and ancestral patterns around sexuality, what it means to be a woman, how to love and respect and honor the body. Over the years, our ancestors did not know how to do this. I thoroughly believe years and years ago, I don't know how many years ago it was, that we supported one another in sisterhood, in temples as goddesses, and honored and revered, The female body. Because the female body is the one who creates and gives life. How beautiful to honor and adorn and worship the female body. But we have been taught to shame We have been taught to be embarrassed. We have been taught not to love, to be ashamed of various parts of who we are. And it is not one person's fault. It's not my grandmother's fault. It's not my grandfather's fault. It's not my parents' fault. This is generational. This comes down through religion in my experience, through the Catholic Church and through my faith, through culture, through society, of what we have been taught or not taught. And needed to realize the sadness that I have been carrying for years about not having this kind of sisterhood support. Now, I am sure many of you are in circles of some sort where you have women that support you, which is absolutely amazing. Right? There are so many different businesses, companies, networking groups, you name it, where women are always supporting women, which is great. There are deeper levels to this support that have been missing for generations. And I wanted to be in a place of feeling this deep sadness. And, and a lot of it began when we ended our retreat with an ancestral prayer and called in all of our beautiful, amazing ancestors that have been with us on this journey. And I could feel the presence. I could feel my one aunt who has been here from the beginning of this journey. And when I was scared shitless to dive deeper into my pain, she was there, guiding the way, holding space. Helping me to not only heal for myself, but heal for past and future generations, for her children, for her children's children, for any other lineage within my family that I touch. You see, I didn't want to have a girl because I thought I was going to screw her up. That's what I felt. I didn't know how to be a woman. How could I raise a girl? I didn't know to do that. I didn't want a daughter. I have to go through the pain I went through. Didn't want any other people in my family, man or woman, to go through this ancestral hurt and pain. And it was going to stop with me. And there is power in sisterhood and my lesson now is forgiving anyone that crossed my path who was not able to support me or help me who couldn't read my mind who didn't lend a helping hand because they didn't know to who ignored or didn't choose me for however I was showing up. Who didn't praise or acknowledge me. Who told me I didn't fit in. That it wasn't good enough. But that was their story too. I was a mirror for them. They were a mirror for me. And at this point in my life, I claim this part of me. I understand why I experienced it. And I will no longer let these phrases and experiences control me. See, this is what it means to take your power back. Stepping into your power is not all fun, games, and roses in regards to saying, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. I'm going to launch this business. I'm going to do amazing work in support of others. taking your power back that was taken from you no matter what it was. And when you no longer have a charge on you or something, then you know you have your power back. If you've been triggered, someone ignores you, don't let it have a charge on you. If you've been triggered because someone did not acknowledge you, don't let it have a charge on you. Own it. Understand what this means and take back your power. This is what I do for women. The way To healing and to experiencing this level of power is not through the mind. It is through the body. I don't know if any of you have seen one of my latest posts, but the mind is not the most important thing. The mind follows and serves that which the body wants. Sensual aliveness is not pornography. It is the key to our divinity. And there is something different that happens when the body experiences pleasure. I want you to think what your life would be like you could experience pleasure. Pleasure is abundant and limitless. Pleasure is for healing and purification. Pleasure is for enjoyment and satisfaction. Pleasure is for cultivating new desires. Pleasure is radical love and acceptance. And pleasure is what will change the world. in your body lies a power and pleasure beyond what you have been told or could imagine. And when you connect with that power, it is life-changing. You take your power back. I want to invite you that if anything that I've said today resonates with you to reach out and schedule a private consultation with me. Nobody needs to know. It's not about that. Everyone needs this kind of support. Every woman has some type of personal trauma. And generational trauma that they have experienced that is holding them back from living their best lives. And I hold space for you to help you release the shame and guilt of what is no longer serving you, to embrace the depths of exquisite pleasure for healing and for beauty and bliss so that you can have the thriving relationships that you want in all aspects of your life. Come join me. The time is now. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until you have the money. Don't wait until Johnny goes off to college, right? Don't wait until, I promise you, you address this now, your life will change. You don't address this now. You will continue to carry the pain. You will continue to repeat the same patterns that may just show up in different ways. I will show you how to embrace the light and the dark within you, so that you can become that full expression of who you are thank you so much for listening to the sensual feminine life podcast i'm your host jen beguisky if you have enjoyed what you heard today be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss future episodes and leave a review to help reach other passionate women like you know they are not alone in this journey to experiencing thriving relationships exquisite pleasure and sexy confidence. If you have felt a calling to take this work to a deeper level, this is your sacred invitation to join my free Facebook group, Essential Feminine Life, or schedule a heart-to-heart with me to learn more about how you can take this work to the next level and say yes to your pleasure and your desire.